welcome to What's Playing Tonight. My name is Tyler Stans, and this is the show where we pick a movie and then we talk about it. Uh, one of us picks a movie each uh, episode, and the other can't say no. Uh, speaking of the other, who do I have with me? Uh, Michael. Welcome, <laughs> Michael. who you have with you. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you been uh, watching anything lately? Uh, I haven't been watching a whole heck of a lot. My life has been preoccupied with God of War Ragnarok as of late. Um, I'm not too incredibly far into it, uh, because I don't have a whole lot of time to play, uh, when I do, but I'm, I'm loving it so far. It's, it's very much, uh, if you liked 2018, you're gonna, you're gonna really like Ragnarok. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, I've also been... Uh, every so often re-watching a few episodes of Batman the Animated Series because of uh, Kevin Conroy's recent death. Uh, very sad, but... Indeed. I'll have to... Uh, I'll probably be doing the same. Yeah. Oh, just Even just, just watching uh, the episode Christmas with the Joker is still one of my favorite, like, just Batman things ever. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a good Christmas thing, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in general, but, yeah, it's... One of the first, he was one of the first actors, voice or otherwise, to do the two separate voices for, for Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne and, Batman. and Batman. Yeah, which I'm sure is relatively common knowledge, but it's still interesting to think about. But uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Um, uh, not too much. <laughs> I've, uh, <laughs> I, I've been uh, working a lot. Uh, same. <laughs> Played a couple of video games. Um, nothing new or recent that's come out. Oh, well, which ones? I've uh, been playing a little bit of uh, Warhammer Vermintide with some friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've played that. That one's fun. It, it's fun to play with friends. Other than that, uh, not so much. <laughs> it's like uh, fantasy left for dead with rat people. Yep. Basically. Oh, yeah. Um. And then other than that, uh, I've been on the Fortnite train again. Um, yeah. I could never get into Fortnite. I don't know. It's wasn't really my thing. I can't I can't get into many of those uh what do they call those? Uh battle royales. I can't I can't do them. I don't know what it is, just not for me, I suppose. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh yeah, I'll also be Probably watching some Batman the animated series uh, in the future, and uh, yeah. yeah, Kevin Conroy. It's really sad. Uh, Sixty six. I think it was cancer. That's from from one. I haven't looked you know into it uh, very much, uh, but I believe it is it is cancer. Yeah, or it was cancer. Very uh, sad. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you know, he's been uh, probably the most. Uh, like prevalent Batman voice actor for my entire life. Oh, I'm sure for pretty much, you know, well, I guess anybody born between the years of when he started Batman, the animated series till probably close to like 2011, 2012. Oh, for sure. Uh, Cause he, you know, and anybody who's a fan of the Arkham games and right, right. Yeah. I will say the, 
And I do believe yeah. he was still doing Batman stuff like up to the very end. Every so, I think he would do. Um, he typically didn't voice Batman so much anymore. He would do like Thomas Wayne or yeah, uh, kind of yeah, kind of like how uh, Adam West voiced a character, you know, in in Batman the animated series oh, stuff yeah. like that. Where the Gray Ghost? Yeah, he did a, and he did one live action uh, appearance during the uh the cw's like crisis event oh, or yeah. something I yeah i remember seeing that you know, i saw the photos yeah i didn't i didn't i wasn't caught up on those shows at that point so i was like i don't want to watch it even though you know uh tom welling came back and did something as clark kent and I, and he it was, was in very a, um it, much like most cw things it was very disappointing and underwhelming that's fair yeah, makes me kind of happy. I didn't see it. Yeah, you know, it's cool that he did get to do a live action Batman thing, but why did it have to be that? True. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, we watched a movie this week, this uh, episode, this bye week, I suppose. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I watched it just this week. I don't know if you watched it both weeks or what. I definitely <laughs> watched it twice, but I don't remember. If they were in the same week yeah. or not. Oh, no. It, yeah, I, I was going to say, mine were all this week. Uh, and uh, what we watched was uh, my pick. Uh, I was in the mood to watch a submarine movie, so I picked, <laughs> uh, what was it, 1990? Correct. 1990's The Hunt for Red October. Uh, the first Tom Clancy movie. Was it the first one that ever really? I, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh I know there's been several. I mean, hell, there's been what? How many actors who have played Jack Ryan at this point? There's. I think it's like six now. Alec Baldwin, Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, um, Chris Pine, Chris Pine, and then John Krasinski. John Krasinski. So five. five. Yeah. Five. As far as I know, I guess maybe there there might have been some other weird thing in between, but yeah. And as far as my history with the character of Jack Ryan goes, I think I've seen. I've seen. All the Jack Ryan movies except the two with Harrison Ford. Oh, those are they're all kind of, this one's really the only like, wow, that was a good Yeah. Uh, a good movie. Cause I mean I've i I've seen this one the only one I haven't seen, um I haven't seen Shadow Recruit with Chris Pine, and it's, I haven't seen The Sum of All Fears with Ben with, remember, So I've seen the Alec Baldwin and the Harrison Ford ones. I remember thinking Sum of All Fears wasn't too bad. Um I definitely don't remember disliking it. I do remember disliking the Chris Pine one. Really? I, I heard it was. I heard it didn't do very well. I think that's the lowest rated out of all of them. I like uh, Chris Pine quite a bit, but I did. Oh, yeah, that he's, movie was he's good. Uh, he's been in some. Uh, some duds, but who hasn't, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, like, uh, I haven't watched any of the uh, the TV show with John Krasinski. Oh, I haven't either. Um, that's on Amazon, I believe, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Yeah, I hear it's I only, fine. Yeah, I only recently like started really watching things on uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So I haven't caught up with that. If I had been watching things while it came out, I might have given it a shot. But uh, I don't know. It's just not my favorite spy uh, person. Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Uh, yeah, there's not that not that, you know, he's not a good character, but uh of all of those like leading spy 
dudes, not my favorite. I think arguably, as far as I can tell, because uh, I haven't read the book, which uh, Hunt for Red October oh, no. was also the first Tom Clancy book. Um, I, I think that this movie might be the only one that kind of gets the character right, because he's not supposed to be like an action hero, per se. Right, yeah, of- I was going to say, I like him more in in this one than in subsequent because yeah he they make him they portray him out to be like no i'm just a i'm a desk guy like i'm not really supposed to be here he's a dork yeah actually i think uh one of the things that i had for um musings because i have a list of likes i have a list of dislikes and then i have some musings and uh <laughs> it's one of them is it's funny that they portray Jack Ryan as a submarine naval fanboy in his first appearance, considering how little that stuff actually factors into the rest of the series. Right. <laughs> this guy loves submarines. There's only yeah. one submarine movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was to say there's only one submarine book too. Like it just seems yeah. as far as I know, I know there are probably like 50 Jack Ryan books. True. That's Tom an Clancy excellent just, point. He just pumped those out. But as far as like, this is the big one. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. There might be other submarine books, but I haven't researched nor do I care. Yeah. Enough to. Um, no, I don't either. But no, it's uh, Hunt for Red October is a 1990 American submarine spy thriller film directed by John McTiernan. Uh, produced by Mace Newfield and starring, all right, uh, fasten your seatbelt. Yeah, uh, Sean Connery, Alec Baldwin, Scott Glenn, James Earl Jones, Sam Neill, Tim Curry, and Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, just an absolutely stacked uh, cast, and that's that's <laughs> probably not even everybody. Like, I mean, there's. Probably some names that I didn't uh, give um, as much importance to, but like to me, those were the big ones. Yeah, there's there's a lot of big names. Uh, but just uh, yeah, through throughout it, there were uh, yeah, just it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think uh, of of other stuff that these people have done. Uh, you know, Sam Neill being Doctor Alan Grant. Uh, Scott Glenn has been in lots of stuff. Oh yeah, uh, I mean Silence of the Lambs and oh he was Backdraft. Uh, he was Stick on Daredevil. Yeah, and Stick and Daredevil, the Netflix series. He was in uh, uh, the Hulu series Castle Rock, the first season. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I haven't seen Castle Rock. He mostly just plays like a disgruntled oh, old man nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what he was playing at any point. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but actually, I think he's one of my favorite characters in this movie. <laughs> oh no, he yeah, he's he's awesome. I I I really liked him. Uh, Alec Baldwin does a good job, of course. Yeah, he's uh, great. Sam Sam Neil does a good job. Uh, Sean Connery's playing himself. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, except for that hairpiece. Except uh, for that hairpiece, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, James Earl Jones is badass in this movie. Yes. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more of Stellan Skarsgård as oh, uh, Captain Topolov. Tupo- that's uh, actually one of my dislikes is that yeah, they needed they, more Stellan from this. They, yeah, they really they really got him to do that part. <laughs> Which is, he does a good job, but I just yeah. wish I would have been able to see more of and him. He's in the movie for like maybe 10 minutes. I don't yeah, know how total. big he was at the time, though. 
Um, in the U.S., probably not very. I know he did a lot of. Uh... Oh, excuse me. He's been acting since 1972, so never. Mind. Yeah, yeah. He's well, but he was in a lot more foreign uh, stuff. I think way back when. Because uh, I know he was in one of the. Um. Oh, what's the? Yeah, it's it's a lot of in his earlier stuff. There's a lot of like Swedish films. Swedish. That's the word. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he. I don't think he was as popular uh, in the United States at that point. But uh, I think it's uh, safe to say. Oh, we forgot Gates McFadden as Jack Ryan's wife. She's in the movie for exactly uh, two and a half minutes, I believe. <laughs> Uh, that's, sure it's was, not less she was of course <laughs> dr beverly crusher on uh star trek the next generation ah. no she is not in the movie uh not very uh, many women in this movie actually oh, I can well, name three. no not yeah not not at all uh, <laughs> we got jack ryan's wife uh their daughter and the flight attendant and that's another oh, one of my dislikes is that uh, oh, jack yeah, ryan had to explain turbulence to the flight attendant Are right you kidding me Felt- yeah, felt the need to to explain turbulence to someone that is on planes for a living. Like yeah, I don't like use the term mansplaining a lot, but that might be the classic case of mansplaining. Yeah, right there. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I every time I watch this movie and that part comes up, I'm like, yeah, she probably knows what turbulence is. Like, I, is I, it's really explaining. I'm sure they. I'm sure it was written. I'm sure it was written just to be like, oh, he's quote unquote smart um, i mean that's yeah that's but definitely there's other is. ways to do that besides you know belittling someone whose job it is to know what turbulence is yeah is he gonna explain jet engine fuel to the pilot next like right yeah uh but, but yeah uh, definitely some some missteps with the with the ladies in the film yeah but i mean if it's it's a it's it's all situational there would not be it's a cold yeah it's a it's a cold war submarine film so yeah i mean it's if it's what is it 1984 is when the movie's supposed to be set 1984 yeah so fair enough i mean i know there there definitely was women in the military i don't know if there would have been any on the submarines themselves I, i i don't know that um so, so li- yeah. listeners, if you didn't watch the movie for some reason, uh, the story is set during the Cold War era and involves a rogue Soviet naval captain who wishes to defect to the United States with his officers and the Soviet Navy's newest and most advanced ballistic missile submarine. That would be the Red October, uh, a fictional improvement on the Soviet Typhoon class submarine and a CIA analyst. That's Jack Ryan correctly deduces his motive and must prove his theory to the U.S. Navy before a violent confrontation between the Soviet and the uh, American navies spirals out of control. Yeesh. Yeah. Hard to say that. Yes, it is. (laughs) It was hard to listen to it, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Yeah, Sean Connery uh, plays um, Marcos Ramius. Correct. And uh, he's he's the best submarine captain and uh, they just gave him the new experimental. Yeah, Red well, he trained. Yeah, trained most of uh, most of the, the Soviet. Yeah, the Soviet's navy, or at least their submarine uh, captains and whatnot. So it's a, it's a it's a classic. Uh, you know, it's a classic tale of uh, Cold War era uh, shenanigans. Oh yeah, 
and, and the movie would have you believe that, uh, you know, this might have happened, but the government would never tell you about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, at this point, it would have become public knowledge, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and uh, I think there are actual stories that are kind of close to what happened. Oh, I'm this sure movie. this. Yeah, I mean, most of the Tom Clancy stuff is like, well, mate, you know, there's nuggets of okay, you know, this might have happened in there, but overall, it's a work of fiction. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I have a, on one of my musings, uh, I had to call in uh, an expert opinion to explain to me uh, defection or defecting. Right. Um, so I called my father. Ah, uh, who that is would in the be military, the man who would know. Uh, and was in the military during the Cold War. And uh, I was like, I asked him, so so he he's trying to defect. Why is this like an okay? Why are they accepting him into the States? Um, and how does immigration factor into this? And he said to me that basically defecting is allowed because they were high value assets and uh, also seeking asylum, which I guess was a thing. I know it's like a thing during like actual wars, but I guess the Cold War kind of right. counts for that just because. Well, um, I'm sure they yeah, I'm sure they were like, well, if we, you know, and of uh, course, it's if a movie, we want like, oh, yeah, well, but I mean, those. Yeah, he, he would be the one you would want to defect to your country. Yes. So you're probably going to give him whatever he needs, you know. And my dad also said lots of Russians defected during the Cold War. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they didn't like what was going on, all of them. So No, I'm sure they still don't, actually. <laughs> right, that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, uh, how wild is it that the political officer's last name is Putin in this movie? Yeah, that that killed me. Uh... <laughs> I think the book actually came out in 1984, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think, I think so. Somewhere around, around there. But uh, yeah, I I heard that and I I had to make a little face because I was like, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's probably just a like pretty common name in Russia. Oh, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a not an uncommon surname. Like, yeah. but if you've ever wanted to watch Sean Connery uh, break Putin's neck, this is the movie for you. Yeah, holy uh, shit. As it turns out, and uh, that's one of my likes, is how cold oh, that kill was. <laughs> yeah. Then he just dumps the tea on the ground afterward. With, he slipped with, on the tea. <laughs> yeah. Broke his, into, broke his whole neck. Yeah, the, you know, you uh, slip, uh, OSHA would throw a fit, to be honest. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying uh, there'd be a fine there. But yeah, so let's that... get into this movie a little bit. Uh, we can talk about John McTiernan. What? How? What all do you know about old John McTiernan, the director? Um, I know he did. Was it? I know he did Predator, uh, um, Die Hard. Yeah, and then Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, was, did he do Last Action Hero? He did do Last Action Hero. There, okay, yeah. This man uh, had an impressive, like, ten-year run. Yeah. <laughs> from, like, Predator to Die Hard with a Vengeance, I would say. I don't know about Medicine Man, I've never seen it. But he he's put out uh, some movies. No. Um, interesting thing about him is that, uh, I guess he got in trouble for spying on other Hollywood people. What? Um, and that's why he hasn't worked since 2003. Fun. Yeah. 
Who would he have been spying on? I have For no what? idea. I didn't look too much into it. Invasion Movie ideas? Scene. Like, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Oh, well, excuse it's me. fine. I mean, he was uh, film producer Donna Dubrow filed suit against him for invasion of privacy and other claims arising from her belief that he hired someone to wiretap her during their divorce. Oh, oh she was okay. married to him also. I should, probably should have mentioned that. But Well, still, wiretapping anybody is uh, not cool. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't actually go to jail until, like, 2013, but I think oh maybe, God. like, the allegations and everything was enough to scare people away from working with him. Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Looks then, like he's got something in pre-production. Uh Oh, maybe it's a new uh, Jack Ryan thing. It's Tau Seti Four, is what it's called. I don't even know. What that yeah, is. I don't. I don't either. It's very much. There's not much information uh, about it. It's just yeah. It says it's in pre-production, so we'll we'll see. But uh, <laughs> we got a uh, uh, old Basil Polidoris. Um, did the score for this movie? The score, yeah. He's uh, among his works are uh, Conan the Barbarian, uh, Red Dawn, oh. RoboCop, Starship Troopers, and Free Willy. <laughs> All over the map, this man. I know. This is like a '90s, uh, late '80s um, task force made this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it because it. Obviously, it came out in 1990, so they made it in the 80s. It 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 plays very much like an 80s uh, film. I think the first time I watched this movie, I didn't know that it was the same guy that did Predator and uh, Die yeah. Hard. But now that I know that, I can see traces of the cheesiness of Predator. Oh, yeah. I mean... Um, and I'm just going to go on the record now. Uh, Predator is a perfect movie. <laughs> um it is one of the best action movies that has ever been made and ever will be made um but it is incredibly cheesy and for as serious as this movie tries to take itself there's a little bit of cheese coming through. oh yeah um the whole I'm, I'm here uh, for it, though yeah the whole bit when they uh when the the crew from the dallas meets the officers from the red october and jack uh, Ryan takes a cigarette, and the other guy's like, "I think he's turning green," and he coughs it up. Like after saying that he didn't smoke this whole movie, right? Yeah. Actually, let me tell you something about the Hunt for Red October that I really appreciate. How many things that get set up and then are paid off in this movie? Because like you got the cigarettes, um, yeah. You got the uh, the little submarine that they use to get onto the Red October in the first mm-hmm. place. Um. Jack Ryan can't sleep on planes, but now he's sleeping on a plane at the end of the movie. At the end, yeah. There's, well, because he hasn't slept in days. There's a lot of that in this movie. Yeah. Um, they set numerous things up to pay them off later, and I uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I would say it really works uh, as an ensemble as well. Like, just everybody together really... Like, I don't think any one particular actor really stood apart. I mean... Uh, Obviously, Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin are our quote-unquote main characters, but without that supporting cast, this this film doesn't uh, doesn't get as much recognition as it sh- as it as it did. No, um, for sure. Even Tim Curry, 
like with you know as dr petrov i love tim Curry's uh, character yeah oh movie. yeah he's such a uh he's so naive <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah you received the... the order of lenin for this yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's just like the most idealistic yeah uh, greenhorn character on the whole submarine yeah, yeah. I, and the what are what are some things you like about this movie uh the how the action actually holds up <laughs> i agree pretty pretty well after like all the under under the sea uh torpedoes and submarine stuff it it actually still looks pretty good um even after you know oh my gosh it's been what 32 years 32 years yeah uh and it it keeps it keeps its tension pretty well throughout uh there's a couple down moments but like there's always something going wrong or you know uh with the the Red October being sabotaged um, by a cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, they set that up too, though. Like, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, they, oh, they yeah, introduced you, yeah, the you cook s- right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. This is like uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of callbacks. The, uh, it's, uh, that, that final 20 minutes is really, really uh, exciting yes. to watch. Um, just yeah and like it's shot really well the colors are nice I'm telling you man uh, the, uh i have that on my list of likes too i think that the camera work in this movie is pretty damn good oh yeah um except for except for the the end when they're on the the boat oh my god it's sailing in the dark oh my god that <laughs> is some of the worst green screen i've ever seen oh, in yeah. my life the, that's one the, of my like the one special effect failure in this movie is right there. It's yeah, right it's, there. It was painful to watch. Like, uh, the, the, the cinematographer Jan de Bont, uh, the Dutch guy who uh, did a lot of photography, director of photography for movies like Cujo, um, <laughs> Die Hard, and The Hunt for Red October, obviously, and Basic Instinct. Right. Uh, he also is known. <laughs> so he's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy, but he also um, he uh, made a switch to directing. And, really? Uh, he gave us 1994's Speed. Um, oh wow! Which I've never seen. Um, he also directed Speed Two, which I always forget exists. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we all should. <laughs> he directed uh twister okay i've i think i've seen that once twister's pretty uh, good if I on the t right. on on like tv <laughs> and speaking of things that are pretty good but this one isn't uh the haunting from 1999 with uh owen wilson and, oh no <laughs> yeah oh and then uh uh his last movie that he directed was 2003's laura croft tomb raider the cradle of life oh yeah Gross. <laughs> and then uh, he's yeah. That's he hasn't really done much after that. Probably um, not. Um. Oh, he was going to direct. Oh, hold on now. He was gonna direct uh, the first American Godzilla movie, but then uh, it didn't work out, and uh, we got Roland Emmerich's movie instead. So uh, there we go. Well. <laughs> I don't know who won there. 
not yeah. us. We did not. A, yeah, we. Yeah, not not the viewer. That's for no, sure. Not no, not at all. Uh, it's it's rare that we as a viewer uh do benefit from a United States made Godzilla movie. <laughs> That's I. You know, uh, I disagree with you. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, well, that's a subject for another time, probably. <laughs> it, it will be now that you've uh, now that you've uh, started that fire. I'm not saying fire. I dislike it, but I just, I, you know, uh, I'm just All saying right. you made All that right. bed. We're gonna lay in it. All right. But um, the hunt for Red October <laughs> had a lot of interesting people working on it. Um, I actually think uh, it won. Uh, Best sound uh, editing, yeah. The Oscars, yeah. Sound mixing and film editing, which yeah. I I would agree with. I think this movie oh, yeah. is very I mean, uh, sharp looking. Oh yeah, the cuts the cuts are very clean. Hard you hardly notice some of them because they're just so smooth. Uh, the sound design is. I mean, with all the submarines and the sonar and the torpedoes and. Uh, the whooshing of the what do they call it? the caterpillar drive over the sonar that makes it thinks it's a seismic event. And, yeah. Uh, Actually, I'm I'm gonna send you. Do you have your phone on you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I'm gonna send you what is not only probably the best shot in the movie, but might be the greatest shot in cinematic history. Uh, and it's right after the uh, bullets don't do too well on whatever the line is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shows Jack Ryan, like, with the gun, among all these missiles. And oh, like, right, yeah. Looking down that, that missile hallway, and yeah. And, like, the music yeah. is swelling. I'm like, this is bad ass. Yeah, yeah. It really makes you, uh... Pumps you up. Appreciate, yeah. Well, and I was gonna say, there's there's been... There's, there's good spy movies, there's good submarine movies, but, you know... Rarely are they one and the same. <laughs> no, that's. I mean, uh, I I haven't seen too many submarine spy thriller films. Uh, right. I have uh, seen a couple of submarine movies. Um, I, I I think this might be the submarine movie though. Oh yeah. Uh, out of. I've never seen Dust Boot. I guess I think that one's pretty famous. But... Yeah, it's Crimson Tide. That Crimson one's Crimson Tide bad. is also really good. Um, yeah. Different type of movie, but it's very good. Different, yeah, very different. Uh, I can't even remember what other submarine movies, because, I mean, you know, you how K-19, many submarine movies? The Widowmaker with Harrison Ford playing a Russian <laughs> and Liam Neeson uh, playing a Russian. I don't remember if it's any oof. good or not, but... My, I mean, just based off of what you told me, <laughs> my guess would be no, but... Get off, uh, get off my submarine. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just can't imagine the Irishman playing uh <laughs> playing a Russian and the and the grumbly Harrison Ford playing a Russian. <laughs> I, kinda I do like how I do like how for this film they didn't force the Russian accents. I, I think that benefited them. Uh, I think so too. Because like- one, I don't I don't think Sean Connery could have done <laughs> No, and it's weird. It is funny because it's like some whenever they do. Which, by the way, uh, on my list of likes, um, the transition from them speaking Russian to English is peak cinema. 
Fair enough. Uh, I really enjoy that. And also, I think it's a cool way to get out of the whole speaking Russian for the rest of the movie. And the fact yeah. that they did just say, you know what, just use your regular accents. I also appreciate that because I think bad Russian accents could be really hokey. Oh, yeah. Like it takes it takes all of the intensity out of it if it's not uh, a good act, like accurate accent, like you're bordering on like like parody exactly uh, with some of them like you know like and i'm like i'm sure that sam neil and tim curry can do russian accents but i think it was i think it is the right choice to let them just oh use yeah regular voices yeah because well and i'll tell you what it is the the there's that line right before the torpedo hits the um oh uh, what's the alpha uh-huh and he, it's a guy saying in a russian accent uh you arrogant ass, you killed us. And it sounds so goofy. He's like, you arrogant ass, you killed us. I'm like, oh my god. Like, it just, You've killed us. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's so choppy. And, it's, you know, I'm sure that was just some guy they got to do it on the day. Yeah, it's but, like some serious ADR or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it, someone it put it that honestly, in as a joke. Yeah, it, it really wasn't, wasn't very good. Uh uh, no, but it's 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 almost so bad that it is good. Right, right. You arrogant yeah. ass! You've killed us. Yeah. It. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. It, I I wrote it down. That's how jarring it was. Like uh, I have a couple lines written down also. Yeah. Oh uh, man. So on it, uh, things of uh, that I like, I have all the choral Soviet music really does set the mood for this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I think the all a lot of the background stuff um, is very, very moody, and I like it. Yeah, definitely a good score, uh, a very fitting score for this for this one. It does get a little nineties, uh, late eighties, well, whenever the action stuff starts, but for the most part, oh, I, think I mean, it's, it's always yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna yeah. Um, let's see, uh, Alec Baldwin, he does a great job portraying Ryan as a total desk job guy who could do the action if he needs to. And he's also a dork. Yeah. But yeah, but is reluctant, like doesn't want to, uh, to do the act, the action very much, but will if he, if he must, even as like, I'm not a field guy. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm an analyst. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fun seeing the young, like a young. I'm so used to seeing him as he looks like, uh, net, well, more or less now. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny watching him as like a younger guy because the the voice is the same, basically the same. Yeah, it's it's a little younger, obviously. Yeah, but, he's like uh, young and in shape and uh, low key kind of hot. I'm just gonna right. say, you know? <laughs> uh, Alec Baldwin could get it in 1990. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just it's it's just weird seeing him like that because I haven't watched some of his other uh, like Glengarry Glen Ross and stuff like that. I haven't seen that, so I think the only one I've seen from this era he was in Beetlejuice. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, but other than that, no. Uh, most of my Alec Baldwin knowledge comes from later stuff. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, like the departed and uh How about the whatnot? Uh, how about that set design for this movie? 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say that's that's not shoot that's not shot on a real submarine, but it sure does look like oh, it. Man, it sure feels like it. And you could you can actually tie in some of the talk about the camera work with this because I've noticed something on my second rewatch is that when they're on the submarine, all the cameras are like close ups of people's faces and stuff talking. So yeah. kind of, it makes it feel like it makes on. it feel like a tight space. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Just a they, uh, neat trick they can do to make everything feel very claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. I would say the the way those sets were built. It, you know, obviously, I'm not a submarine expert, but uh, no, but I wish I was. Right, because then I could, because <laughs> then I could compare it. And uh, <laughs> I will say, uh, submarines are cool. You will never ever get me on one. No, not not to go below water. I mean, I've been on one. Oh uh, yeah, I would take I've a walked tour through it. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, just like I would um, take a tour of a spaceship, but you will not get me in space. Catch, yeah, yeah, you will not catch me uh, deep below the sea or uh, out of the atmosphere. Uh, I will fly in a plane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will do that. That's like a normal thing people do, though. Right, yeah. Um, I, I well, think technically what, it's normal for people to be in submarines, but... Well, I, <laughs> no, you have to get like training and stuff to go in a submarine. Well, true, I guess, yeah. That's a fair point. You can't just hop on a sub. Also, I mean, the, you could. I the suppose. plane ride is over in a, a couple of hours to a day, I suppose. But like a submarine, you're on that thing for however Weeks. long they want you on there, and <laughs> yeah, there's no getting out. Like, right? You can't. Yeah, you can't just pop out for a stroll at any time. No. Yeah. But I think Ugh. the uh, the thing that really made me notice the set design uh, that scene where he's in the shipyard where he's about to go ask his submarine buddy about the picture that he's got. Um, it just I really appreciate it when we talk about these older movies where everything is shot like on location or using real sets and not yeah. a bunch of green slash blue screen except for that last part, but which we've already <laughs> talked about and was awful. But it's almost like they forgot to shoot it and. It does, and then we're like, "Oh, they were like, oh shit, we forgot that scene. We got to shoot this." It is kind of weird. It does seem like a like a reshoot or something like that yeah. that you would see yeah. nowadays for all these uh, million, hundred twenty million dollar movies. Yeah, that then go back and reshoot and change the whole thing. Yeah change the whole thing that's they make movies like they make video games now where they can just patch things in and out right and it's oh very, no we're gonna uh, re-release that with with some uncut footage why <laughs> yeah ah uh, everybody go see spider-man no way home uh the super fun edition or whatever they called it yeah i did not see no that. yeah no I care I, to see I, it <laughs> i won't do that yeah <laughs> that movie was fine you don't need another 15 dollars from me sony yeah Oh my gosh, you have to pay $15 for a movie ticket? I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. Say for me, I haven't it's been like... to a movie theater. Uh, the last time I went to a movie theater was with you and Emily. And, oh, okay. Uh, so see. that was... Yeah. Don't worry, darling. And boy, was that worth it. Uh, yeah, I went... I went... Was that last week? I think it was last week to go see uh, Black Adam. Oh, yeah. No. And uh, you, you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was all right. Not bad. I... Not great. I'll take the word for it. It was fun. It was fun. I kind of wanted to go see Black Panther, but... um, I do, but I don't know when. I can't. I I won't be able to watch it this this week. I might uh, might be able to catch it next week. I I, I wasn't able to 
the theater the theater here just gets oh it gets so packed so really? quick yeah you do yeah in a bigger area yeah i'm used to i'm used to being able to go well you know if i if i can do it a few days before i'll get a good seat but now it's like if it's a brand new movie if i don't book it when the tickets go on sale i'm not gonna watch it the opening weekend so yeah i'll probably catch it on disney plus (laughs) (laughs) i do want to see it i I do too i do too it's not nothing against the movie um i just don't go to the theater as much as i used to yeah i have a subscription thing where i get one free movie a month or whatever one free ticket so that i go i go, I go at least i go usually once a month yeah if i was doing that i would probably feel obligated but right <laughs> they 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 uh they stack so if i miss a month i just have two. Oh well that's nice you could save yeah. them for like a month like a hot month then oh yeah yeah it, and i've done that before and it's and it's really nice and they got this nice little uh snack pack where it's like a little bit of popcorn a little bit of soda and fruit snacks and it's like the perfect thing if you're going by yourself yeah because then you don't then you don't eat a whole tub of popcorn to yourself right uh and you get fruit snacks so like yeah i mean uh that sounds who, like a win who doesn't me. Who, who doesn't love a good welch's fruit snack i'm sure there's somebody out there some yeah. sicko uh, yeah <laughs> or maybe they're allergic you know uh, well um, some sicko yeah fight through the pain Uh, right there's a lot of techno babble in this movie oh yeah um, which is something tom clancy was kind of known for um have you ever played a metal gear solid game i have played most metal gear solid games do you think hideo kojima's ever seen this movie (laughs) he's had to have there's no way he hasn't yeah, he like, he has this on re- on repeat. Yeah, this is like you could totally just like insert Solid Snake into this movie, and it, he would not feel out of place. No, um, and I think you could say that for most of these Jack Ryan things, uh, especially the ones that do take place in the Cold War. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very much. Uh, it's um, it's written in a way that's supposed to make you think that. They know what they're talking about. Yes, very much. But so. you may you may not. Uh, and some of them, if you look into it, you're like, "This is nothing." You're saying nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, but some of them, some hydraulic. of them, <laughs> yeah, some of them, it's necessary. But I do. I will say this: I do think that uh, they do a good job of not making the audience feel stupid when they watch it because it's like, oh no, it sounds complicated and it sounds smart, but it doesn't sound like too out there no not at all it it it, i was able to understand at least a basic uh knowledge of it as i went through it yeah Uh, you can and i don't i don't know i don't know nothing about no submarine no i don't know nothing about no submarines (laughs) but i almost feel like i do after watching the right october (laughs) <laughs> uh, but you know for all we know maybe tom clancy doesn't know anything about submarines either True. Uh, the book probably wouldn't have done as well if I, he didn't i think the book has more techno babble in it oh i'm sure have you seen that book uh, it's pretty thick i think it's huge He's, uh, they, i mean all of it, all of his are like that yeah. it's like why is this book four books uh, they, 
they, they probably made the correct choice to simplify this movie for the audience. Oh, yeah. I mean, it still ended up being two hours and 15 minutes or something. So Yeah, a bit long. A uh, yeah. bit long movie. Doesn't... And there's definitely some things that I think you could cut um, and have a just a lot of the downtime, basically. I know it's character building stuff, but... Yeah, well, and it's, you know, back... In the late 80s, early 90s, they did a lot of shots of people walking places. Yes. Like, if we simply cut out all of the the travel, then we could shave off a good at least five minutes. Indeed. uh, Or at least the the useless travel. You know, some of it they're talking and walking, but uh, not, not most of the time. Exactly. They could cut a lot of that stuff, and you really yeah, wouldn't lose too much. That's most movies of that time, though. So it's it's you know, yeah, product of its of its era. The um, I think my favorite character in the movie, one of them, um, is oh, what is his name? Do you know the actor's name? Uh, no, I do not. No. I think. Okay. Uh, the. The president's Steve of Chaff. Oh my God. Chief of Staff <laughs> guy. Why do I even do a podcast? I right. can't talk. No, the uh, the Steve chief of, of Chaff. The, the, you're going to make me say it again. The chief of staff guy. Um, <laughs> and I think his name is Jeffrey oh, Pelt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the guy, guy who he, talks to the Russian consul. Yes, and the guy, yeah. he's very, uh, I like how chaotic he seems. He's like, you know, yeah. you know, I'm a politician, so I lie and I, I steal the lollipops from babies. And like, yeah, he's always got but this shitty grin. But I also like to, yeah, I also like to keep my options open. One of the more, yeah. Yeah, and I just memorable like how, things. Uh, how sassy he is to that Russian yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you believe it or not <laughs> believe it or not the uh the actor richard jordan uh played duncan idaho in 1984's dune i've never seen 84's dune i've i watched like i couldn't i couldn't get into it it i watched a few minutes and it just couldn't do it for me duncan Idaho, um, what a name right yeah like it this takes place you know hundreds of you know years into the future and we still got characters named paul uh yeah. and duncan idaho like <laughs> richard jordan some... he died at the age of 56 in 1993 oh my gosh really yeah brain cancer god damn wow oh he was in the fugitive oh wow who was dr charles nichols in the fugitive that's not mm. harrison ford's character I don't know. I have to rewatch that. That's another good movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, there's a lot of, like, it just goes to show even more all of the talent that was put into this movie that, yes. while that guy didn't have much to do in this one, uh, clearly is a good actor and has been in other things. And uh, we didn't even talk about Fred Thompson, who's also in this movie. Oh um, my gosh. Fred yeah. Thompson, who I think went on to be an actual U.S. senator. Right. Of course. But he was also in Die Hard 2 and a lot of other stuff. Yeah, like Baby's Day Out. I 
I've <laughs> never seen that. Gee, I wonder why. I've never uh, heard of Baby's Day Out. Uh, but yeah, it's got uh, lots of, just lots of people. Uh, I don't believe that this is a real movie, Michael. <laughs> this doesn't seem like a real movie. This is like something you'd see in the dollar store. Right, like yeah. The 50 cent I'm, section. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Baby's Day yes. Out? <laughs> yeah, this doesn't seem like a real movie to me. I think you made this up and you created a Wikipedia page for it. Uh, yeah, I typed it up real, real lickety split here. Uh. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, how about that 80s uh, projector they were using to uh, for Jack Ryan's little slideshow? Oh yeah, <laughs> that whole uh, that whole table scene where they're you know he's there is kind of just to consult and then uh, asks what day it is and yeah I really like that scene out. actually oh yeah I mean it see that's the scene that that's the scene that's the scene that shows you that he's smart and analytical and uh, assertive also <laughs> and yeah and and can be you know you know you didn't have to show the turbulence scene we we got it all from this one yeah like, and we also get another one of the greatest lines in this movie uh with james earl jones saying i said speak your mind jack but jesus and he, then he yeah. giggles it's, it's, yeah <laughs> he might be a little chaotic himself actually <laughs> right yeah no i i really liked just yeah everybody does such a such a good job uh yeah really the only the only complaint like the big the big complaint for me is the they could have trimmed a little fat and that hairpiece is ridiculous uh who oh sean connery's hairpiece yeah just why couldn't he have just been bald like <laughs> yeah i don't know he, is he the does... character described as having spiky white hair like uh, <laughs> it's a it's a russian look at the time well yeah true just look at Ivan Drago. Sean Connery was only 60 in this movie. Wow, really? Yep. He was born in 1930. This came out in 19. He's either 59 or 60. He actually looks a lot older than that. Yeah. Well, it, when you lived the life that that man lived, uh, I, it doesn't surprise me that you would uh, look a lot older uh, Yeah. as you go. <clears throat> I mean, the, the, the man was James Bond in, you know... The, he was the first James Bond. Yeah, he was the first James Bond. Probably lived like that for a while afterward. Yeah, I can imagine, you know? yeah. Indeed. Because, yeah. One of the most popular franchises ever mm -hmm. to this day. Uh, <laughs> yep, they're still making those. Yeah, and they'll continue. I, I liked I liked No Time to Die, but I haven't seen it yet. It, it was pretty good. I it wasn't great. Get around to it. That's fair. The uh, Russians don't take a dump, son, without a plan. <laughs> that is something Fred Thompson says to Jack that, Ryan. Yeah, and uh, I wrote that down because I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I I really only caught. Of the lines was that you arrogant ass, you killed us. That yeah. was it. It shook all the other ones out of my mind. Because uh, it was just so goofy. Like, like actual 
good line. Like uh, Scott Glenn's character, Bart Mancuso, whenever they're doing the um, Morse code through the periscope, mm. this, this movie is really good, actually. I don't know if we've oh, given it. Oh, I, I don't know if we've mentioned it. But uh, this movie is actually really good. <laughs> I was going to say, with how we're talking about it, it seems like we're we're on the fence. It is it is good, and you should watch it. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of cool shit that happens in this movie. Um, right, yeah, it, yeah. But, like, when they're doing the Morse code uh, over the periscope, and he's like, how did you know he was going to uh, turn to the starboard? And he's like, oh, I didn't. That was just a guess. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, I, I had a 50-50 chance, and I'm tired. Like, just... <laughs> And then he's like, oh, that's all right, Mr. Ryan. My Morse is so rusty, I may be sending dimensions on Playmate of the Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like that dry, sarcastic delivery. Yeah. I really, really like uh, Scott Glenn and his whole crew of uh, submarine people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there w- Anytime those guys were on screen, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of the I Russian was, yeah. guys, also. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the big-name actors are on the Russian submarine. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, they you, you spend more time, arguably, with the Russian crew than you do the Jack Ryan or the American side. Interesting thing to note, actually, uh, because, and I've only, like I said, I haven't seen all of them. Uh, but this being the first Jack Ryan movie, it's not much of a Jack Ryan movie. Not much of a Jack Ryan movie. That's probably why they called it. That's probably because I think. I mean, later on, they they start labeling it as the Jack Ryan film series, right? Uh, but I don't know if they, you know, really. Uh, well, I know they they plan to make several of them. That's why you still got uh, whatever the next one was in '92, even though Games, Alec, I believe, I think it was Patriot Games. Uh, you still got that one, even though Alec Baldwin backed out. Is there a reason uh, he backed out? Um, I'm pretty sure it was. It had something to do with he didn't really. Uh, there's conflicting things about it, but um, basically didn't like how uh, they were writing the next films, uh, and just how the way it was going. It's the. It's also. It's a very similar reason to why um, Harrison Ford dropped out after clear and present danger because he didn't like the scripts he was being sent. Like, it's just one of those things of they didn't like how the series was going, I guess. Harrison Ford doesn't like anything. Well, true. (laughs) Except for that earring. He likes that earring. He likes that earring. Um, (laughs) But don't ask him about Star Wars and don't ask him about Indiana Jones. Well, no, ask him about Indiana. He loves Indiana Jones. Oh, I just always think of that clip where he's like walking out onto the stage for the Oscars or something, I think. And it plays the Indiana Jones theme as he's walking out and he gets up to the microphone. He's like, that damn music has followed me my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's made a pretty good living off of it. He so. sure has. Uh, he he I shouldn't do like be complaining. How, nah, I I like how grumpy he is. Uh, Star Wars fans can suck it. <laughs> well, no, it's it it is funny. I mean, he yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah. Uh, I think Harrison Ford might be the only one who can get away with that. When Mark Hamill does it, it's a little weird because he has nothing else. Um, but some like yeah, he's voice got work. all the voice act. Yeah, he's got all the voice work. Yeah, but that's not like being Indiana Jones, Jack Ryan, The Fugitive. Uh, True. <laughs> Harrison Ford's filmography and Mark Hamill's filmography are uh, way different. Very good point. Uh, 
how about you pretty cool uh i think james earl jones is in the three he's in the two with harrison ford also um i believe so i can i can double check though at least i thought it was but uh that part where they're firing the torpedo at the red october and then uh, you see a finger come down and self-destruct it and it's James Earl Jones, and he's like, I was yeah. never here, and that torpedo didn't explode. That oh, I love that. Oh yeah. And <laughs> yet so he cool. was he was Admiral uh Greer in Patriot Games. And let's see if we can find Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger. There it is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was. And then I'm just gonna check something before I say it. Um, Fair enough. Always back up your speech with uh, sources. <laughs> Admiral Greer is not in any of the other stuff. No, I yeah, I, it's I can't remember the name of the character that um, Morgan Freeman plays in the Sum of All Fears, but he's someone completely different. And then Kevin yeah, Costner a, is the one who um, recruits the Chris oh, Pine guys. So yeah, well, and that's a prequel technically even though it's not and it is and it yeah it's yeah just... even though it takes it's it's weird with these jack ryan things because like yeah john krasinski show takes place in the modern times so they can't adapt any of the stuff that has to do with the russians yeah they have to do everything else yeah yeah and i think that it kind of loses some of its oh i'm, sh- I'm sure it does like i think this movie works so the... well as a cold war era thing because it's yeah just the well vibe. the yeah, the whole, I mean, most of the Jack Ryan stuff is a product of and talks about the Cold War. Yes. Like, like trying to plug that character into, like, modern the war, day on, the war stuff. on terror and stuff like that. It's just yeah, it's, not as it's interesting. Not quite, it's not quite the same, yeah. Yeah. You don't get stuff like a Russian submarine because you're fighting uh, the people that, like, they're insurgents and stuff like that. They're that organized. It's not as spy well and it's yeah it's it's more yeah it it's not as puzzle piece it's more oh these are the these are the terrorists right we have to find the right terrorist yeah yeah versus this where he has you know multiple scenes of him being like well wait a minute you know he he we don't have to worry about the crew getting off the boat because he probably already thought of that like it yes just yeah there's just some so many nice scenes of just you know some of that's i wouldn't say better than because the action is just really well done but um that stands toe-to-toe with the action scenes do you like because there's really not that much action in this movie no no um there's just like a couple of the submarine dodging i suppose they don't have a full-on submarine fight or anything no uh, and then there's the shootout with Jack Ryan and uh, the cook at the end of the movie. And the neck breaking. Don't and forget the, the, uh, neck, the breaking. neck breaking. Uh, but it's all very quick and it's not too, it's not, I wouldn't call this an action movie by any, Mm-mm. any means. No, I'd call it, yeah, I'd like a thriller. call it more of a political thriller than anything yeah. else. Like, um, Do you like how wet Alec Baldwin gets at the end of this movie in that action scene? I always find that funny because, like, he's you know crawling around, and yeah. then all of a sudden just gets soaking wet, and that pipe falls on him, and then he's good. You know, he's all right. Alec uh, Jack Ryan's a little funny guy in this movie. Uh, 
always being uh, repeating the lines that were just said to him. Right. Um, like in a begrudging manner or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, things don't react well to bullets. Well, yeah, well neither do I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to watch my shooting. Oh, yeah. That's the, yeah. The I have to watch where I shoot. Yeah. I that's very I shoot. that that all seems very Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, Funny guy, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he's been in several comedies. Uh, and he what was that show? 30 Rock? Yeah, I've never seen an episode of it. And, you know, the boss baby. So oh, yeah, the, he the real is the boss baby. Cinematic uh, majesty. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the boss baby, but I believe you. You you don't have to. I I wish I wouldn't have. I believe you on that too. Yeah. Um we've actually gone through all my dislikes already. That's how short my list Yeah, mine's was. mine are pretty much done as well. And I think we've gone through most of my likes. What do you have? Uh I think I think we've gone through most of mine too. It's just I yeah, I I really like how it it doesn't focus so hard, you know, because the eighties were full of movies that are like, let's have these uh, shirtless dudes. Oh yeah, firing big guns with you know, which is funny because it is a predator guy. Um, and that oh, is the yeah. most. That is the most of those movies, I would say. Right? Yeah. It's just it's, but it's nice to see like even out of all of that, we can still get something more contained and. Yeah. Uh, uh, more uh story driven rather than action driven which nothing wrong with action driven movies uh i'm i'll oh, be no. the first I'm one here to... for it yeah yeah like i i i i like a good predator movie i like uh oh what was the oh i can't think of it at the moment but you know i like i like those 80s action movies just fine but oh. i i like this too <laughs> if you like action movies i have some good news for you every single other jack ryan movie uh misses the point <laughs> and turns into an action movie oh yeah i knew that that's why i don't really like the other ones that yeah. much i mean the harrison ford ones are fine mhm uh and then i really don't remember that ben affleck one at all I, I, I don't almost want to rewatch it. I don't think I've seen that. I haven't. I know I haven't seen Shadow Recruit. But Shadow Recruit I, is I not good. That's I've heard. That's partly why I haven't seen it. The um, so something I noticed. This is my last musing that I uh, came up with uh, while watching this movie. Is that uh, Star Trek is just submarines? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, um, and, and, and and actually, I, for, I forgot one of my dislikes. Um, while I'm glad that Bart did go to the Red October, I doubt the U.S. sub-captain would go himself. Oh, yeah, he would not. I mean, that's a, that is some dr- dramatization type yeah, shit right like, there. Yeah, the, the, the guy, the actual submarine captain is going to go over to the Russian no, sub-captain. At the, yeah, would have um, sent anybody else. Which brings uh, me back to my musing. Uh... What is this like, Kirk going down to the planet every episode? Even right. though he should be up on the damn he ship. He should be with the ship. Yeah, being yeah. the captain, being yeah. in charge and stuff. Like, yeah. But no, like it really is. Um, submarine stuff is very similar to, or I guess Star Trek is very similar to submarine similar to submarine, which makes sense. You know, yeah, it is still a ship, and it is 
in an environment that you cannot step outside into. Yeah. Um, that's really all I got to say about the Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Uh, good movie. Um, I guess we should move on to. We don't have any comments. I don't think. Um, no, I. I don't know if a lot of the folks who would comment uh, have seen this one yet. Uh, Actually, I can answer that for you. Um, so, just uh, heads up, listeners. Uh, I We now have the ability to make community posts on our YouTube channel. So, going forth, uh, I'm going to put a poll out uh, that will ask if you've seen the movie or not. And then you can go answer it. Uh, and I'm going to read it on the show like I'm about to right now. Uh, so I posted, have you seen the hunt for red October? We got seven votes, um, 57% yes. And 43% no. Well, so half and half. All right. It's about half and half. About half and half. That's. I do think this is probably Uh, one of the best movies that we've probably covered on the show. Um, yeah, no, you're probably, I mean, yeah, in terms of just. Just purely like actual cinem- movie, yeah, right, yeah, just of because we've done oh gosh, uh, <laughs> how have I already forgotten? Um, well, you and I together, we've done Halloween Ends, Scream. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot that we did Halloween Ends, that is actually the best. Movie oh, that's that that's the best one, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've only done Halloween Ends and Scream together. And before that is Friday the 13th, The Lake House, oh, Blade, <laughs> Independence Day, um, The Sixth Day, uh, oh, God. Uh, Where's the Money, Oh, never mind. That's Nightmare on Elm Street, Army of the Dead. Ugh. Warriors is pretty good. The Warriors is a good movie, but I would still say Red October is better. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Get Another Shorty, <laughs> The Bat. Oh, the bat. Uh, frequently asked questions about time travel and the evil dead. Um, I can't, even though I want to, in very well, in good conscience, uh, claim that any of the horror stuff we've covered is better than Red Rock, uh, Hunt for Red October. But it's not. In my heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, um, we did actually get a comment. Uh, Gibbs oh. said that Sean Connery's Russian is unparalleled. Ah. And uh, that's all we got for our comments. Well, uh, But uh, we do welcome all comments, and if you want to yes. comment on the next episode, you can down in the comment section on YouTube or by emailing us at whatsplayingtonight at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at tonightplaying. There's also a link to the Discord down in the description. We have our link tree down there, which has links to all of our stuff, including both mine and Michael's letterboxed accounts, so you can see how right or wrong we are about the movies we've been watching. Yes. Please please comment. It gives us more to talk about. It does. <laughs> um, and it might make us think of things that we, uh, we ourselves could not. It's always good to get questions and point of views and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and give our ratings for The Hunt for Red October. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Oh, okay. Um, If I were to give The Hunt for Red October a rating, I'm going to give it a solid, let's say, four out of five stars. Four out of five for Michael. 
Yes. Um, I'm also going to give it a solid four out of five stars. Oh, all right. It's uh, it's not quite a five, but it's really no, good. It's not, but it's because it's yeah, it, it has its uh, its issues being the you know it's a little it's a little fatty. Uh, it's, it's a little. But, it could be trimmed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and but uh, it's still one of those. Yeah, it's it's you remove a that lot of green screen scene at the end. Yeah. But it's got a lot of a uh, lot of great scenes, a lot of good acting, a lot of good actors, like just yeah, just a absolutely stellar cast. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, we're going to close the book on the hunt for Red October, which means we've <laughs> reached the end of. Oh fuck! I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I torpedoed my way right into that one. Oh okay. Oh, sorry, is it getting too meta for you? No, please, not again. uh, We've reached the end of the show, which means it's time to pick our next movie. Each episode, one of us is at the mercy of the other. Since I picked this movie, it's Michael's turn. What are we going to watch? Well, I had something picked out, and you know what it was uh, weeks and weeks ago. But due to recent um, events and uh, the fact that this movie was uh, a little bit on the long side... Uh, the next movie we are going to do will be Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is on HBO Max. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm really excited saying, to watch that. Yeah, and you you know I was stuck between that and something else, uh, but I figured this is going to be the better one for his his legacy. I and, think so, and too. Um, I might still watch... He was also oh, he was between that and Justice League Doom, which I might also watch, but... Oh yeah, I mean they're both they're both good and they're both on HBO Max as far as I know, uh, yeah. which which made it a lot harder to choose. I was like, well, if one's easier to get to, then <laughs> yeah, I think Mask um, of the Phantasm is uh, like an actual work of art. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Whereas Justice League Doom is a movie. So. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> it's a fun movie and it's so, and it's neat, but yeah. Yeah. So be sure to watch that. It's on HBO Max. Um. And. Submit your comments so we can uh, have a little bit more to talk about. Although I feel like, even though that's a shorter movie, you and I will oh, we're gonna have, have <laughs> more things to say about that one. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and now that I'm coughing, I think that's uh, that's our that's our sign to end the show. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Yes. Bye bye. <laughs>